Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Aaron Alexander in the Ziegler School of Rabbinic Studies at American Jewish University in Los Angeles. My last daf for this segment, the beginning of Tractate Ta'anit. Been covering pages 2 through 8. Today, page 8, Chet. And I will be teaching from Amud Aleph, side A. Uh, once again, hard to figure out uh, which little shtickle of Talmud to teach from, as this section, which uh, was really a rabbinic diatribe uh, about uh, the nature of Torah study and its ability to provoke in people pleasantness or anger, lift people up, set people back. Uh, the rabbis using verses from the Torah to explore their own place in the Beit Midrash, or in their world, uh, learning circles. Uh, come across a brief, uh, I came across uh, in rereading this stuff, a brief little sugya, a brief little midrash on prayer. And I thought that would be a nice place to end. So we're towards uh, the middle bottom of the page um, where you see some wider lines if you're looking at a traditional daf. This will be uh, something that Rabiami taught. Amar Rabiami, Ein tefilato shal adam nishma'at ela imken mesim nafsho bechapo. Shina emar nisa levavenu el kapayim. According to Rabiami, uh, a person's prayer will not be heard. Uh, which is interpreted differently in rabbinic literature, heard or accepted, uh, but something will be inefficacious about it unless this person places her nefesh, her personhood, her soul, and as we'll see from the verse, potentially her heart, in her hands. The verse uh, that proves this is from Echa, Lamentations, chapter 3, Verse 41, Nisa levavenu el kapayim. Let us lift up our hearts to our hands, which is to say the prayer model here is one in which hands are up in the air, pointed towards the sky, open to God. And the goal, uh, because the hands are leading the prayer, is to have our hearts, uh, our souls, our energy be in the same place as our bodies. Okay, so uh, a prayer can be heard when somebody's physical and emotional state come together. There's a sincerity. There's a transparency. There's 
something about the consistency of who we are in that moment that allows for penetration uh, of the prayer into somebody else's heart towards God, potentially. Now, the Gemara is going to come back and, of course, challenge this notion. Ini vaha'okim shmu'a mura leha vidarash. So, uh, the Gemara brings up a challenge. The Talmud brings up a challenge. Uh, didn't Shmuel uh, ask somebody to teach on his behalf? So at one point, uh, there would be a speaker to speak on behalf of the teacher to shout out uh, the ruling to the public. Uh, didn't the Amora teach on behalf of Shmuel these verses? Vaipatuhu bafihem uvil shonam yechazvulo Vilibam lonachonimo, velona emnu biv rito, vaafal pikane, vahurahum yechaper avon vagomer. We are in Psalm 78, and this is verses 36 through 38. The previous verse, they remembered that God was their rock, God most high their redeemer, now our verses, yet they deceived him with their speech lied to him with their words. Their hearts were inconstant toward him. They were untrue to his covenant, to his covenant, which is to say, uh, here we get a clear sense from the psalm that there were people who were inconsistent, whose hearts, minds, and bodies, uh, mouths and tugs, tongues were not in sync when they were speaking to God, and in some way this was not a recognition of God the Rock. Nevertheless, the Gemara says, The next verse says, But God, being merciful, forgave iniquity and would not destroy. God restrained God's wrath time and again and did not give the full vent of God's fury. Which is to say, Shmuel's teaching seems to contradict Rabbi Ami's Rabbi Ami's teaching is heart and hands together, body, heart, mind. That's what creates a sincere tefillah, a sincere prayer, according to Shmuel and his read of Psalm, uh, and his read of Psalm 78, uh, there can be an inconsistency between body and between heart, between tongue, between mouth, uh, and yet, because of God's very nature, the prayer will be heard and the prayer will be accepted such that God will still provide mercy. Just as the psalm says. So what do we do with this contradiction? Here's what the Talmud uh, does. It creates a chiluk. It says, Lakasha. This is actually not a difficulty at all, that which you see between Rabbi Ami and Shmuel. Kan be'achid, kan bitzibor. Rabbi Ami's teaching, where consistency is important, is when an individual is praying. When you stand before God alone, God needs your entire self to, in some way, shape, or form, line up. It doesn't mean we'll always feel consistent, but there's an acknowledgement an effort to allowing that which is deep in our hearts to come forward. But Shmuel's teaching, where that same kinds of sincerity apparently isn't necessary to receive God's compassion, 
Kanbetzibur happens when we're davening amongst a group of people. And here we see, and the rabbis uh, often end up in a place where the tefillah of a community is in some ways more powerful for theurgical considerations, for moving God's action in the world than individual prayer. And this is also supported, of course, in the language of the Psalms verses, Bafihem. Uh, the, 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 the words for describing the physical body parts are themselves in the plural form. So what are we left with? Uh, I think, uh, there are, there are two powerful messages that I take from this teaching of, of Gemara. The first, uh, Regardless of whether or not I think my pr my individual prayer is heard or accepted, the rabbis were clearly uh, giving me a paradigm for standing before God, and that's with my body somehow in a position that allows me to be open to praying, which isn't always the case in Jewish prayer, um, and that uh, I bring my whole self. I bring my wonder, I bring my fear, my anxiety, my love, and I try uh, to the best that I can to show God in that moment that I am fully present. That could be all, in my opinion, that God would want from us in that moment. Heard, accepted, I don't know. Uh, I only have control over my own, <clears throat> excuse me, person, uh, though I don't always have control over my emotions. At the same time, I recognize that when I pray with a group of people, uh, while I have moments that are alone, our togetherness necessarily means there will be distinctions between the way <clears throat> our bodies are positioned and where our hearts are, and we will be all over the map. And there is no way that in any communal environment, even when people are praying, let's say, on behalf of the same person, that everybody is feeling the same thing. But the, the act of coming together in prayer is one that already claims unity, at least in the eyes of God, according to the rabbis. And so at the very least, communal prayer, I think, offers us that. Uh, and uh, look forward to potentially having this space to learn together again. And of course, thank you to the JCAST Network, the Conservative Yeshiva, and Daily Duff Differently for making this possible. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.